0: It's time once again for Conversations with Bob and Sherry.
1: Hello, Hi, Sherry. Uh, how are you? Um, I wanted to, I know we're going to talk about a different subject, but I just want to recap some of the things we discussed in the last show is okay. not only the NIH employee has even had getting royalties from the vaccine company, as we discussed, they also have firsthand information about where the stock's going to be. I'll give oh, you an sure. example. Moderna stock. In February twenty first, twenty twenty, it's eighteen dollars and twenty three cents a share. Okay. Now, two thousand nineteen, it was hovering on an average of sixteen dollars. Then the pandemic hit. In the very beginning of the pandemic, for some reason, May eighth, May eighth, twenty twenty, this is before the vaccine came out. Their stock went up to fifty dollars and twenty five cents. This is over 2 months period with the middle of the pandemic why did the stock price go up $69 August 14th 2020 January 29th 2021 so December November 20th this is while they're pushing for the vaccination $97 at the highest of the stock which is October 8th, 2021. That's when they got rid of the J&J. They're only recommending Moderna and Pfizer. The stock was at $304.91. Mm-hmm. So from 2019 to 2021, short two years, the stock went, increased 200 and about $280. Although today is at 141 But still...
0: When did uh, Moderna first pop up? You had it in early 20?
1: Early 20, yeah, January 2021. I did a five year curve okay. because be, be, before 2020 in 2019, the stock is hovering about $16, $16. $18. And okay. then all of a sudden it's steadily climbing. And, you know, this is when the pandemic initially happened. That's the Moderna stock.
0: Well, in uh, in January 2020, that's when they first announced they were developing a vaccine for um, the COVID, an RNA vaccine for COVID.
1: January 2020, <laughs> that's before they shut the country down. They Correct. shut the country down March 15th. So why right. are they developing a COVID vaccine?
0: Well, it was in China.
1: COVID, it was in China.
0: And, yeah, I don't know if it was in Italy yet. Okay.
1: Okay, well, you know what? I don't believe it at all. So <laughs> I see this stop price, and you're saying they're announcing develop COVID vaccine in January when nobody in America care about the COVID, right? Remember, Trump was a xenophobic. COVID mm-hmm. is not a big deal, right? Nancy Pelosi went to Chinatown, celebrated Chinese New Year, and then literally a month later, they shut the country down.
0: Oh and I liked how all of them said under Trump when Trump announced the vaccine was going to come out. I'm not taking a vaccine if it if Trump's a, you know part of the development. Right. Oh, exactly. I guess they're not going to listen to science then when Trump's right. a president. Anyway,
1: so I just want to point that out because when we got done with our last show, I was like, wait a second. Not only they're getting royalties from the vac- from pharmaceutical company they do have firsthand information what vaccine they're approving and these information gets communicated so i believe all these people's stock portfolios should be looked at when did they buy the stock when did the vaccine came out when did they receive royalties when did this come well, kind of, i mean it's
0: it happens in congress all the time i mean <laughs> you know they they, they, they have information true. I Again, think if,
1: that, really should be, uh, that should be changed.: I think I mean, if that change, we're going to see this country going to the right direction.
0: I mean, if you're an officer of the company or you're in a company position, say, in engineering, you know some things that investors don't know, mm-hmm. you're, you're not allowed to trade based on that. You know it's called it's, insider information.
1: Exactly. But if you
0: know government- something that the general investor doesn't know, you're not allowed to buy or sell stocks based on that knowledge.
1: And Nancy Pelosi trades on it or their family trades on it. Right. Right. So that needs to there should be a law against that because that just makes our lawmakers and our people that are supposed to look out for United States for the people.
0: Well, you know, we're just the regular people. You know, we we those laws are just for us. They, They they're 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 better than we are. They can do those things.
1: That's right. And, you know, I just told my husband about the Moderna. So he said, well, too bad we didn't buy any. I said, we don't work for the government. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't know. How will we know? <laughs> By the time we get to it, it's too late. So anyway, um, so this is going to be our Hollywood version of the show, right? We're gonna. Do- what do you want to talk about? The Oscar or the Jesus Revolution? Which one? Whichever. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit about the Oscar because that's a fast, quick thing. Okay. Know? So I have not watched any um, award shows for a while because it was... Neither
0: have cool. I, by the way, but I watched this one.
1: It was getting way too political. It was getting, um, you know, everybody is making Trump jokes. After a while, it gets old. Even if you laugh about a first couple, it gets old. Um, so let me ask you this. I didn't watch the show, but what made you wanted to watch this one?
0: I have no idea. <laughs> it was really weird. Now... I know you didn't like it, but I watched every, everything everywhere all at once, and I thought it was a good movie. I mean, I it, was, it, it was weird. There was a yeah. lot of weirdness. But I felt like at the end, when everything was kind of revealed, you know, as far as what the metaverse was and all that, <clears throat> I liked it at that point, I, I, you know, in hindsight. But uh, so I, that, I think panting.
1: I hated the whole movie.
0: I liked it a lot. I was actually going to recommend you watch it, thinking uh, that yeah. you know you could relate to the relationship between the young girl and her mother. And
1: it was excruciating cru- to
0: watch. It again. <laughs> I liked it. I, I actually thought about watching it again. Are but you- anyway, I watched it, and I will say, the best speeches came from. The uh, man, I think it was supporting actor, the Vietnamese guy, he actually played... I think so, too. He played the gadget kid on Goonies.
1: And um, he was in um, um, uh, what is, Indiana Jones.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, he came out, his speech was basically only in America. It was like, I love America. This is great. And they cheered for it. I mean, for you know, a Hollywood that's normally anti-american it was it was refreshing and then you know the woman hers again was you know like a traditional the way the way you might see an oscar speech 30 40 years ago is just very happy very positive and you know she she said um uh told the little girls out there just so you know you're not past your prime or don't let anyone tell you you're past past your your prime prime. (laughs)
1: yeah Um, I tell you what, as, as an Asian and Chinese, I was very happy to see the, move, the the Asian movie got recognized at the Oscar. I was very happy to see that. Well, this is not the first Asian movie got the award. It's the Crouching um, yeah. Tiger and Flying Dragon, whatever.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I never they- saw the movie, but I remember it won a bunch of awards.
1: It, it Yeah, it won a bunch of awards. Um, it, it was a Taiwanese director, you know, used a Hong Kong actor. Michelle Young is actually a Malaysian Chinese. Right. And I remember her very early on, she got her fame playing the police story with Jackie Chan. And I have to tell you, um, just like I hated the Crazy Rich Asian movie, just like um, I wasn't, I like the Crouching Tiger movie, but it's not the best Chinese movie I've ever seen.
0: I mean, the Crazy Rich Asians was... I don't know. It was a little over the top. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I hate... I personally watched... I was so looking forward to see this movie. It came on, I believe, as HBO or Prime. And I hated it. I hated everything about this movie. And when they did receive the award, I cannot... I mean, Michelle Young wasn't so I would say her performance in The Crouching Tiger it's it's more it's better than this one
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the only thing I can say is um I'm glad the Chinese movie finally got the recognition and I'm happy to see there's more doors open for Asian actors right and um however I hope this is not a not to the communism China, because if you remember Donny Donnie Yun, which is another China, a Cantonese actor I never liked, he's becoming very famous in China because he is all for the communism government party, their policy on Hong Kong and everything. Oh, and okay. The Chinese people in America signed a petition with a 9,000 signature within minutes and say, the Academy should not invite him to United States because he was for communism government against human rights in Hong Kong, and they invited him anyway. And I watched the Chinese side of report, and the Chinese side report is saying Don Yun is um, against all odds, still came to America. Now, he became a hero now in the communism China because Mr. Bravery came to Academy Award a uh, present an award. Right. Well,
0: you know how much money you know is uh, they stand to risk by upsetting the Chinese government. So it's like the NBA. Hollywood's not going right. to go against the regardless. Human rights don't matter. I mean, here's the thing: they can do what they're doing, and they they do. They they push their agenda and their ideology and everything, always to the point where it costs money. Yeah. Once they start losing money, they back off. <laughs>
1: And if you rem- I don't know if you remember a few years back, Jackie Chan said something about Hong Kong sovereignty. And right after that, Chinese government confiscated his condo in Beijing. Mm-hmm. use some okay. an excuse okay so then he went back he's in these chinese celebration so he agreed to record this video it's very pro-china propaganda with a lot of hong kong celebrity after that video that whole thing went away he got his condo back from beijing so this is just a tactic so I, i'm very torn about the the winning of the war with the two asian actors now mm-hmm. The guy, he's from Vietnam, actually. So he said, I was on the boat. I lived in the refugee camp. And look, at now I'm on the biggest stage in Hollywood. And this, says, this is a true American dream. That is the, I think that's the best speech I remember for a lot of award shows, besides Chris Pratt's speech and one of the Young Kids Award, Michelle Young, their speech are great. But I'm wondering the motive behind giving these given these two awards to um the two asian actors mm-hmm. and also uh, the monologue i think a lot of people want to watch oscar because after will smith slapped chris rock last year
0: and crack yeah. yeah,
1: they want to see what the monologue is. I think Jimmy Kimmel did a good job. To be fair, to not to be political,
0: I don't well, like Jimmy Kimmel. I
1: know you don't like Jimmy Kimmel, but, <laughs> uh, but I, thought this, I thought the I thought you're right.
0: It wasn't terrible.
1: It wasn't terrible. He it made a he
0: he made a joke about QAnon people, which I've never. I don't use the word QAnon. I still say Q.
1: But I but thing I think even though he made a, a joke about QAnon people, it was very light. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't fair. on it. So I think he was fair all the way. I would away. have
0: rather Chris Rock host.
1: <laughs> Chris Rock? That would have
0: been – their ratings would have been through the roof if he had hosted.
1: Well, I think that he's going to host a Saga War next year. Okay. Uh, he might have some kind of contract with Netflix. So Netflix had his special out a week before the Oscar.
0: Oh. Okay,
1: right. So, right. so he may yeah. have
0: had somewhat of an exclusive that he couldn't. Exactly. Quote. Okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. But he's going to host Saga War for Netflix, I think, Okay, next year. So he's definitely – he's going – Chris Ross' career its on a rocket ship right now. I mean, he yeah. has to do something really bad to screw it up because everybody is on his side. And, and the fact that he, he's special is so good, he's mm-hmm. getting the Democrats and Republicans. I mean – if he's running for president in 2024, I bet you he'll win. <laughs>
0: right.
1: You know? So, um, no, I mean, I, I'm glad to see the award shows back to where the old Hollywood, they keep it entertainment, less politics, less preaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim and Kimmel, to me, is an average comedian. Some of the skit he does, I don't think is that funny. Um, the only thing is, as far as diversity concerned this year, I don't see a lot of um, black actors and actresses getting recognized um i never i have not watched a woman king but one of my favorite black actresses is viola davis she is just amazing the fact mm-hmm. that she's not being nominated i felt like uh, you know the oscar kind of cut her short so i i'm i'm one of her supporters i felt like she should get some kind of recognition
0: i mean there were some really interesting presenters i don't i don't didn't keep track mm-hmm. of you know the yeah. race or the demographics of the the people who were nominated and won, but uh, I thought that uh, what's there, i So the movies I saw, I thought that um, Jamie Lee Curtis by far deserved that. I mean the role the role she played was so like Up not like anything she'd ever done. Yeah, I, uh, I mean a lot of times even like Robert De Niro. I mean when Robert De Niro acts. It's Robert De Niro. You know, it's, it's there in just about every role that yeah. he does. And, you know, when, when she played that role, there was no Jamie Lee Curtis in that character at all. It no, was just actually, crazy.
1: I, I almost did not recognize that with Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: Oh, yeah. The way they had her dressed, and yes. it was this unappealing. It was really, yeah. I thought that deserved uh, a, a Best Supporting Actress award, and I was glad to see her win it.
1: Yeah, I didn't see a lot of the other movie. Usually I don't watch a lot of the Oscar movie. I watched the Michelle Yeoh movie because I'm a fan of Michelle Yeoh. Another actress showed up at the Oscar and not too many people noticed it. It's a famous Chinese actress called Fan Bingbing. Um, She disappeared for a while in China
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: because she accused um, some kind of vice chair something that her sexually harassed her she says right. in weibo and she wound up have to break up with her fiance they went after her for tax evasion and then she disappeared for a few years i don't know how she got all that cleared out now she's back in the big international scene she's in germany i guess for a film festival and she was at the oscar so it was just interesting are all these nice and quiet little you know messages that come right. in that the uh, that Hollywood basically say to the Chinese government, "We're on your side you know so that's my take on it.
0: I find the different ethnicities of people and things in in movies I, th- I find it very interesting. Um, one thing I don't find interesting most of the time is the LGBTQ thing. I mean, you know, in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, it was about the girl's conflict with her mother, not really living up to the mother's expectations. And to me, that's very relatable, um, Mm -hmm. you know, as a parent and as a child. You know, and the fact that they made her a lesbian wasn't bad. I mean, it didn't really ruin it for me. But I will say the whale... I mean, I thought it was a great job of acting, but you know the whole, you know, gay theme around it just, it just wasn't interesting to me. It was
1: not necessarily... I didn't watch the well yet. and I'm a big fan of Brandon Fraser. I but I I I, I'm.
0: It's from Broadway, so you get a lot of that in Broadway, and it's one of those movies you can tell it's from Broadway because it pretty much is all in the same room the whole movie. Yeah, but um. You know, and I guess whoever wrote it is probably gay and everything, and it's fine. But I guess what I don't find interesting about it is it's almost like a stereotype. It's so predictable. You know, as soon as you find out someone's gay, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I can pretty much tell you what's going to happen, or it's going to be one of these three things. It's you know.
1: (laughs) Well, let me let me just rebuttal a little bit about the lesbian and the girl in this movie because in the Asian. Family, that's a big deal. It may not be a big deal in American family because in the West it's widely accepted, but in in general, in Asian country, having your kids to come home and say they're they're gay, lesbian, it's a very big deal. I think they have to work through a lot. So, in that movie, I can say yes, but on the well. Now, I didn't watch it well, so I didn't realize Brandon Fraser's character is gay. Yeah. But I can tell you, I know a lot of gay men. They're very well-dressed, they're very good-looking, and they watch their body.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's it may be a play on that.
1: Yeah, the fact that you have a gay man that's actually that obese and overweight and doesn't care about his look, I don't know. I mean, you I— know- that's not a typical gay man that I know of.
0: <laughs> I think I think the majority of uh you know, LGBTQ activists would not like what you just said. <laughs> I mean, there's there's obviously a message out there that there's all this oppression and all these terrible people that have to be opposed. Right. Gay rights is such a big deal. And, you know, you just kind of soft-pedaled it.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe I'm just, like, lucky. I mean, I've I've known a gay man that's kind of big. But, you know, but majority of the gay men I know, they are very well-dressed. They care about their body. They don't have a lot of them. Don't have kids. They have a lot of time to work on themselves. Yeah. So I didn't realize um, he's gay. didn't he have have a daughter too in the movie? Yeah, I he
0: has know. a daughter. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, well, again, to, well, that the,
1: part I don't
0: know. That's <laughs> why I don't. know. Everything, everywhere, all at once. There was a lot of there. There was a lot to the issue, the relationship with her mother. It wasn't yeah. just the one. Thing. Sure. If it right. was just all about her being a lesbian, I, I, it would have not worked for me. But yeah. it was a complex issue. So, you yeah. know, it was fine. But, yeah, so Brendan Fraser, right, he was married to a woman, you know, closeted gay guy. He had a daughter. You know, he had a gay lover. Then he, his gay lover died. Um, so, you know, he went embarked on this self-destructive eating thing. And then in comes the Christian to try to help him, to save him. And, uh, you know, of course, he ends up, the Christian ends up totally botching a Bible verse, and they turn it into an anti-gay thing. And, you know, he makes a stand, oh if you're telling me this, that my love for my love of my life was wrong, then you just leave right now. And the guy left. It was just like so ridiculous. It was just so like cliche. Um, well, I,
1: I'm, I personally know a a man that he was married to his wife for 12 years and his wife had cancer and died, passed away. Now, he was very dedicated to his wife and he was very much in love with his wife and he had a daughter, uh, two daughters. And when his wife passed away, he came out to the daughters and told them well, I'm actually gay. And he went and found a partner and they're very happy. I mean, he, quit his current job when I'm yeah. leaving. I know I've known the guy for over 10 years. And when he told me that, I said, how do you feel about it? And he said, well, I'm really sad the fact that my wife died. He, I truly, truly loved her. And, but I'm also need to be who I am. And I came out to my daughters and my daughters all understood. Now at that point, the daughters are teenagers. And so but he
0: stayed, he remained faithful to his wife until he remained
1: died. faithful to his wife
0: yeah. while
1: he was good. married, even though. So, I mean, th- there was actually, because I'm in the wedding flower business, I've known a lot of gay men. Right. So, I mean, I have a good friend. He owns a flower shop Appearance, he's not the typical gay man. He loves sports. He, besides his voice, if you look at him, I mean, you wouldn't, I mean, he's not the typical, I describe, well-dressed, good-looking, all that stuff. And that, uh, you know, that's the guys he said to me, he said, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I'm not a man. Doesn't, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I don't love sports. So, you know, <laughs> so yeah, I've learned a lot in being in well, the wedding business to, to You know, that's
0: that's that's one of the problems I have. I mean, people are complex. All people are complex. Right. And, you know, for you to tell me that every gay man meets this stereotype that they present always (laughs) in Hollywood, it's It's just so wrong and boring. (laughs) I mean, you know, so when I saw The Whale, I mean, if you had taken that whole gay storyline out of it. It would to me it would have been a much better movie. And and I feel like so if anyone's hearing this and they're not a Christian, go watch one of your average Christian movies that Christians love. And you're gonna walk away going, What was that? Yeah. That's how I am when I go see a movie like this. I feel like the, the the people that wrote it and the people that presented it, they did this and then they sat back and said, "Wow, that's really going to change people's mind. That's really going to open some eyes." And I'm like, "No, you know, I've seen it a hundred times. It's what? the same old, same old. No, it doesn't impact me at all.
1: Well, me,
0: <laughs> it bores was... me."
1: <laughs> well, to me, that movie would be like I haven't seen the movie, but it sounds like it's depression. And depression driven him into obesity, yeah, to a point where he doesn't care about his health. Now, I mean, I have a lot of experience. I personally are not obese, but my husband has suffered through a eating disorder, have struggled for I would say for majority of his life with food. You know, you talk about alcohol right. addiction, drug addiction, and he struggled a lot with food, and it was, and he. I'm sure there's some depression issue from his parents. And the thing is when he did eventually got out of it and he dropped a hundred pounds, he become healthy. He reversed his blood sugar level, all that stuff. When he eventually got out of it, it was so interesting to me because, you know, when people got out of being alcoholic and people got out of being like smoking too much pot, they're like, wow, I have no idea why I even did that. Where was my mind at? He had the same reaction like a year and a half after he finally had this mindset set because before he was up and down, up and down with the weight. He'll lose and he'll gain. He'll lose his gain. And it's a very vicious cycle. And I think it actually threw him back into depression when you lose the weight and you gain it back and then Mm -hmm. uncontrollable eating. But when he eventually changes complete mindset, understanding his relationship with food and he looked back, and like, oh, my God, I don't know why I did that. So I think I'm delaying to watch this movie because last year on my husband's birthday, his one of his good friends died. And he was in the same situation as Brandon Fraser at the well. He could not walk to from his bed to his ba- bathroom. And he just would starve himself in the morning and eat controllably, and, you know, my husband was calling him, trying to help him. Eventually, he couldn't be helped. He died of obesity. So I think I, I'm kind of, I want to see the movie really bad because I love Brandon Fraser. I understand the struggle people with eating disorder will go through. And with obesity, the healthy show come with it. But I think I'm, I'm procrastinating because I know it would be very painful to watch it because... I personally lived with my husband who, who I married for twenty some years, watch him struggle, eventually got out of it, and then watch his friend struggle and wind up losing his life. So I think the I think the focus of the movie should be on the obesity and the health and like these days you're just like you should not fat shame someone and everything is beautiful. You know, I told my husband one time, if you're four hundred pounds and you don't have all these health issues, it's one thing. But people they're obese and would develop all kinds of health issue, it's a slow death. Yeah.
0: People yeah don't, well and the only, don't, the only ones that don't the only ones that don't have any struggles in health issues are very young. It's not yes. gonna last. It's, it's not, not gonna, gonna last.
1: last. And even when the young people, you know, I know this guy comes in two guys. They're in their 20s. Twi- one's in their Late twenties, ones in the thirties—they all big guys, mm-hmm. great personality. They're no girls want to date them, you know. Wow. And it—it's very inconvenient. It affects more health issue than anybody can imagine. So when people say fat shaming, I mean, I can understand if somebody wore glasses or they're not as attractive, and you laugh at them because they're ugly. But the problem is, like when I was a kid, I wear glasses. People tease me, call me four eyes. Well, it's not impacting my health, right? But when people are three hundred pounds, two hundred pounds, and like the the girl rapper, what is her name? I forgot what's her name. Oh
0: yeah, I I never heard even a song. I only saw her, but yeah, I know what she's
1: talking. She's wearing bikini. Everybody's oh, she's beautiful. This and that.
0: (laughs) What about her health? It's not beautiful. What about
1: her health? You know, forget about the beauty. That's why it, when people said, "Don't be so shallow," don't. It's fa- a
0: lie, though. It's a lie. I mean, it's, it's like, lie. look at that. Isn't that beautiful? No, it's not. It's like the, it's like the uh, Emperor New Clothes. You know, right. don't we love his clothes? The guy's naked. <laughs> you know, everybody's like, yeah, we love it. He looks. Well, good. I, I think that's the thing. You know, if you You're have not all doing the Emperor any fault, any favors by lying to him.
1: <laughs> no, and the women's size is so funny because now we have juniors, where size two in women is different from size two, regular size two. So you have a two petite. So just to make women feel good. Oh, I yeah. fit into a size two. Well, what store are you going to to fit in the size two? Right. If you go to a cachet, you fit in a size two. That's not a true size two. That's a size eight. So, you know, so yeah, we're aligning for, my, my thing is, the reason this Well movie, I think, would be good is because we have all tell the young kids, it's okay to be fat. No. It's okay to be unhealthy. Yeah. And that's the message we've been giving yeah. these kids. And that's why I think this Well movie, hopefully, it will serve some kind of...
0: I, I don't think a term like fat shaming should even exist. Yes. I mean, you're either kind and, and respectful and nice to people or you're not or you're mean and you're a jerk. So, you know, to say she doesn't look attractive, I'm not being mean or, I would never say that if there weren't people out there going, oh, look how beautiful she is. It's like, don't say that, you know? I mean, yeah, there's no need to say she's unattractive because everyone knows it, you know, that that an obese body is not attractive. Period. Never. I mean, there are some, you know, a handful of people in the world that like it, but you know there there are people that like a lot of things that aren't right
1: but the thing is if they you can say she is a threshold. she feels good she want to maintain her weight because this is her image
0: mm-hmm. but
1: a, what is that doing for her health at the end of the day it's not doing anybody any good right. to maintain a 300 400 pounds body because it it hurts your joints it hurts your liver it hurts your heart i mean scientifically it's not healthy if everybody and the same people talk about some believe in science also say it's beautiful to be right 100 pounds
0: do you remember the movie leaving las vegas nicholas cage an alcoholic yeah Yeah. so basically you know he gives in to his addiction he just says "He goes to las vegas like i'm just gonna drink myself to death i'm gonna die in my addiction it's a hopeless You know, I give up situation. The reality of that is it doesn't matter what events of his life and things caused him to start to drink in the first place. It's the addiction now. The addiction has taken over and it's just alcohol doing this to him. And that, I mean, you could, I mean, it's possible the whale was a ripoff of leaving Las Vegas, but I think they lost a lot of the real the, the they lost a lot of the uh, realism by making it so much about his gay lover and all that because I mean he was lost uh, a person like that is lost in that addiction. He's given up. I mean my body's falling apart. I'm yeah. done. I'm just gonna lean into my addiction and and end it as quick. It, basically, it's like suicide.
1: That's so, exactly what happened to my husband's friend. He'd lean into his addiction. Right. He eat like uncontrollably at night.
0: They made it out to be all this: be who you are, and yeah. you know, and and the bad Christian, and my gay lover. This and it and you know, the reality is, it doesn't really. Again, it doesn't matter what pushed him into the addiction. The fact that he's there, it's all the addiction now. It's only him. And his addiction to food, and that, that would be the real way to depict a situation like that. So, and that
1: is a true way, because when mm-hmm. you are in a situation where you're so addicted, you go binge, food binging, right. it is not only painful for the person that's doing it, because after you binge on the food, you go back, you're like, why did I eat all this? I'm very ashamed of myself. You sink in depression, you do it all over again. It's no different than any other addiction. Yep. And the people you live with, your family, your kid, and it's very painful to watch this. You know, my husband was over and over again having episodes have to be rushed to the hospital. So and it was very difficult until you get out of it. And it, it I can't even describe to you. So I can't wait to see the well, but I would I probably will relate yeah. to it a lot. But now talk about another movie that we watched and and because in reality, they couldn't make this a gay thing a thing, but they didn't. And it was a very good movie. It's Jesus Revolution. Now, I didn't know about this movie until I see somebody post on social media saying it's contradiction. So I call you and I say, hey, watch this movie because let's talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. I went to the movie theater expecting one thing because not knowing this is a true story I have to tell you, I did not stop crying watching the entire movie. It was so good. It was so, um, it really, It would, you feel the presence. I <laughs> I don't want to say this, maybe, you know, but you feel the presence of God. You feel the presence of the spiritualness watching mm-hmm. this movie. And it was portrayed in a very real way. I mean, everyone in this movie, they're flawed, right? Every single one of them. And uh, it was just a good movie. I want to talk about the character Lonnie Frisbee later. But what, what were your thoughts on that movie?
0: Well, I mean, a minute ago, I sort of side-handedly criticized Christian movies. But uh, I after the movie, I had to look it up to see if it was made by Christian filmmakers. And based on the website, I'm pretty sure it was. Mm-hmm. And the reason I had to was because you could go see it and watch it and have no idea the people who made the film are Christians because it's not pushing you know uh it's not doing it's not pushing a message like say the whale was i mean it's just depicting the events that happened and um i mean i i honestly i, I didn't know anything about that i I was a child in the sixties and you know um early seventies so I remember the time so it was actually extremely interesting for me to kind of re-experience you know the 60s it's been a while since i saw a movie that made me recall people of the 60s and you know what it was like and um yeah i mean i thought it was right on the it basically you know um what's his name lonnie he's a hippie he's a hippie becomes a christian and he meets this old guy pastor and they talk about you know hippies, essentially. And he said, basically, Lonnie was saying these hippies are looking for meaning in life. They're searching for something bigger. And they used, you know, Timothy Leary and the drugs and everything. And, you know, he said, they're looking for God. They just don't know it. So, you know, the the squares, you know, the older folks at the time were kind of, you know, rejected these folks, that they were defective, they were you know, lost or whatever, and he convinced his pastor to say, you know, that's what Jesus cares about, is lost people. And these people are seeking for God, make no mistake about it. And it drew into this huge revival. So in fact, those young people were experiencing God and, you know, responding to a message of God.
1: Well, you when I went to see this movie, I remember I called you, you watch it before me. And I say, is it okay to bring my son? You say, yes, it's okay. We, we wound up to not bring him. But when we sat down the movie, my husband, who always falls asleep in movies, actually really loved it because he grew up in the 60s and he was a hippie, right? In mm-hmm. the 70s. It was a very confusing time, you know, listening to his account because it's the Vietnam War. And people are getting drafted, and a lot of people don't want to go to war. And he was he was getting his draft card ready to go, and so it was very confusing time for the youth. Yeah, and they do, you know. He did experimenting drugs and acid and all kinds of stuff. So you know, there's it, yeah, you're right. There's everybody searching for something. Eventually, he leaned into music. Some people lean into Jesus, and he actually told me he said one of his friend he referred to as one of these Jesus freaks. That's what he referred to. And now we're Jesus freaks.
0: That's where the word Jesus freak, I think, came from, yeah.
1: Yeah, so he married a Jesus freak at eventually. So, um, but the I thought the movie, what, what I really love about the movie, is you can really see into these people and what they're searching for, how they're confused. And, you know, the fact that um, the leading character, Greg Laurie can't find anything eventually went back to church it kind of he was at a loss right it kind of reminded me when me and my father first moved to Hong Kong my mother my sister was left behind in China and my dad has to travel off for work and I was left there by myself I was 10 to I was about 10 12 years old and then when you left there by yourself at that age you're pretty lost you're looking for something and I remember this old lady so well, why don't I take you to church? And it was interesting. So once you go to church, you feel this belonging, you feel like you belong to somewhere. And that is the initial thing. It's less a spiritual but more of a human connection for me. So from that human connection, you start recognizing Jesus and your faith and all that stuff. I think it's a fantastic movie. Now, after the movie. And I went and did some research on Lonnie Frisbee. Um, Well, turn out Lonnie has a homosexual past. He was married. He never come out admitted he was gay. And he just said he was raped at at night point. And also, he has experimented, but he never if you, if anybody want to look up Wikipedia, and I watched one of the great Laurie's interview with someone. So Lonnie went up, go back into drugs, and eventually died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. Now, that was not mentioned in the movie, and I had this discussion with my husband. He said, well, maybe if you put that in the movie, it will kind of take away from the message of the movie itself. And But what's really interesting, if you think about it, the guy who started the Jesus revolution started this revival movement has a dark past. It's a very flawed man, right? He brought everybody to Jesus and he went back to his own thing. Um, and I think in the movie if you remember Greg Laurie ran out of church and said, "I hope this is just not just another high." That's temporary and that right. you know it's gone again. It's not foundational. And um you know, we attend the same church and we have the same pastor. And I remember our pastor, Kirby Erkelin, one time says, when you come to church, if you take in the message like a consumer, right? If this message fits me, I like it for today and then I don't like it for tomorrow and I will leave the church. When I read Lonnie Frisbee's life, I felt like maybe God used him to bring all these people Together to start this movement, he's a very flawed man. He admitted he had to fight his own addiction. He bring all these flawed men to Jesus, but then the consumerism in him, when the religion doesn't fit him anymore, he went back to his origin addiction. So that was that's my take on it after Mm -hmm. reading his Wikipedia.
0: Well, one one of the things um, that I liked, it kind of go back is the way it portrayed the drug scene, you know, of the 60s, 70s, was pretty accurate in my mind. To me, too many of the movies that go back to the 60s glorify it. And I hear too many people say, well, it was the 60s. Well, it was the 70s or the 80s. That's what we did. Well, you know, those people (laughs) would probably have been what I would call amateurs, you know, (laughs) where they maybe dabbled. Into the the drugs. They weren't out every weekend. Um, I mean, I I don't believe so because, you know, I could tell you as much fun as it was at times, a lot of friends, you know, my own personal experience, a lot of people, a lot of lives are ruined. People died. People were, you know, injured for life. I mean, lots and lots of bad things came out of it. And, I, you know, there was not long ago a show about Woodstock. I think there was a gentleman there working and he gives tours and things and, you know, they were talking about the, the drug culture of the time. Yeah. And I was ready for them to, OK, here we go. They're going to talk about how awesome it was. And, and no, this old guy, he said, you know, we, he talked about how they approached it at the time. And he goes, but we didn't know. You know he goes we had no idea what we were doing and how bad it was really he goes we had no idea how bad that stuff really was so I was glad to hear that it's true as you were talking about them not talking you know bringing the gay storyline into Lonnie it, it occurred to me some people might criticize that and say wow there they go they can't to be honest about it but to I me
1: I actually said that to my husband did I, said, you? I think they should be truthful about this well
0: Look, look at it this way. They'll bring the gay storyline into movies unnecessarily. And I even said it depends on how they do it. Like everything, everywhere, all at once I thought was good. You know, the, uh, the whale, I thought it ruined it. So if it's okay to just shoehorn it in there and make a, a decision that you're going to put it in there for creative whatever, why is it not okay to just decide to leave it out in another case?
1: The way I look at it, because there was a scene in the movie where Lonnie and Chuck Smith Jr. had a disagreement. And the reason Chuck Smith decided to direct Lonnie out of the church is because he felt Lonnie was too much into the Holy Spirit thing, the cure thing, the the big performance thing. And he said, we don't want to do that. In, well, in actuality well if what i read in the wikipedia is true it has something to do with the fact that someone told chuck smith jr that lonnie frisbee was having a homosexual mm-hmm. relationship with another man and that was the reason he got kicked out of the church now i just think is it it's a really i'm not gonna say ironic but it's such a, a conversation, I think, that Christian has to talk about is this very loving man. Lonnie's first beat in actual, I believe he's a very loving person. He accepted everybody, no judgment on people. He created a lot of commune. And this man that started the Christian entity, revival and Jesus revolution, actually is basically hiding his own demon because it wasn't right with the church. You have to hide it. Supposedly that's an open secret. That's what I think the struggle of this movie could be. But maybe another movie should be made strictly on that.
0: (laughs) So here's the thing. And like we said, I said earlier, people are complex. Everyone's lives are complex. So, you know, just because you heard that he was gay, you then kind of automatically start filling in all kind of blanks. You automatically assume that his whole issue was his struggle with being a gay man, closeted. And
1: that, I, I don't think I meant that. That may I not actually be the that. case. Here, no, here. I, don't, I don't meant that, but I think there's one, the element. But that was a reason why he got kicked out of the church. But they couldn't portray that. Was it?
0: I name. mean,
1: according to Wikipedia, that was. Wow.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll give you an example of, of something that you have to be careful about. But the, um, the, what they, when they showed him doing the healing and interrupting, so, you know, the, yeah. the, the other, Kelsey Grammer was being pastor, and he jumped up in the middle of the service and said, I got to heal somebody. Yeah. What they were showing was the ministry becoming more about Lonnie and less about God and the people. Sure. You know, it was an arrogance. It was, you know, success does that to people. It happens to pastors all the time. So that's what I saw them depicting. Now, one one problem with the movie in my mind is it moved very quickly. So if you remember, the opening scene happened and they did a one year later. And then they went back and they showed you how that kid got to that point. That year happened like that. I mean... (laughs) I, I saw it when, it when they showed him at that baptism, Right. I'm like, the only reason they did it with a flashback was because they wanted to show you that that real short period of time was really a year. Like, you know, so many things happened. He was in military school. He dropped out of military school. He hooked up with these friends. They went out and they got did drugs like twice. And now he found Jesus. It's just boom, 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 boom. It moved very, very quickly, which... I mean in order to tell that story I guess you had to have that but I think it would make a good streaming you know Netflix series kind of thing where you could really develop the characters and things like that but that might that's a that's a valid reason to say we don't really want to throw the gay theme in there cuz we're not really going to be able to flush it out and you know and and again if if he was asked to leave because he had made things all about himself that's what they were showing in the movie. Um, you know, we just don't know. I mean, you could say, yes, it was fact that this happened. It was fact that they found out about it. But, you know, I mean, a lot of times things happen. Say, you, I mean, you have employees. You might have an employee that you have reservations about and you're not totally happy and things aren't going the best and you're not sure. And then something happens and that's the last straw. You're like, OK, this I is just it. We're done.
1: Recently. Thank you. <laughs>
0: It happens to everybody. I mean, I manage people, too. But so now to that other person or someone on the outside, they're like, well, all he did was show up late one time. Well, no, it was the whole all the stuff leading up to it and the whole. Right. You know, so
1: but and I keep in mind that is back in the 70s, and uh, 60s and 70s, people look at. The uh, gay community very differently, you know, especially mm-hmm. in the Christian community. I I know we're going to have our pastor on to talk about this, and I would love to hear his perspective as well. Um, but yeah, yep. but but yep. going back to what you said, I agree. Lonnie made the church about him right. instead of God. I agree with that. And, and whether I,
0: it was healings or gay uh, or whatever it was,
1: yeah. And I also think. That may be the reason why he went back to his addition, because when he had to actually make the church about God, Mm -hmm. it's no longer about him. That high that he experienced has gone away. Maybe that's why he went back to his addition and eventually
0: died early. And you said yourself, the impression you got from these people, not just Lonnie, but, you know, Kelsey Grammer, is they were sincere. They really believed God was leading them. You know, Kelsey Grammer was tolerating and welcoming and loving people that in that time, in that culture, he was told to reject.
1: He was told to reject. Right?
0: So now you're going to just suddenly believe that he did the same thing. You know, suddenly he just rejected Lonnie because he found out he was gay. I mean, you know, it's probably, you know, if Lonnie really was that way, he probably wasn't a surprise when he found out about
1: it. No, they say it's an open secret. Although I have to say, um,. Just on Kelsey Grammer's character, I think it's one of the best performance I've seen Kelsey Grammer yeah, do. Yeah, it was good. It was great. And I'm surprised he did not get nominated. I hope he will. And, and-
0: you sent me that e- video with Greg Laurie on the YouTube. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, he sounded like he was being sincere to me. I mean, a, a, a true Christian will be honest and will be sincere. Yeah. And, you know, did he come off like he judged Lonnie for it? I mean, yeah. he acknowledged that it, it was a problem. Yeah. But. No, I mean he seemed like he still they still liked and cared about Lonnie.
1: Yeah, and I have to say that one of the my favorite line in that movie is when Kelsey Grammer's character Chuck Smith Jr. when the wife come to him and say, "Don't be so arrogant. Thank God cannot work through your mistakes because he had reservation to go out to the church to preach since Lonnie was gone." He was afraid and then again his wife said to him that because at that moment kelsey grammar made that church about him and lonnie rather than god and then and then when he went he said do you think go out there to see those people do you think you're big enough to kill that spirit because at that point guys work in the church and not kelsey grammar's character not lonnie's character so that i think itself it was a fantastic message and I actually wrote an email to our church suggesting our youth group make a field trip, take middle school, high schoolers to go see this movie. I can't make my kid to go see a movie says Jesus Revolution. He goes, Oh, that's just all propaganda. But if I the church can take the kids and I highly recommend any church or a youth group, middle I think it's too young for elementary school, but middle right. to high school kids. I think if you would take them to see this movie it's just a great movie, like you say, it's not preachy, it's what happened.
0: So I mean, it's not super theological. I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, it, it's basically, it's
1: basically you know, old-time
0: story. religious people right that rejected these rebellious kids, and yeah. Miss Lonnie came along and convinced Kelsey Grammer that, hey, this is your mission field, you know you got to love and care about these kids and welcome them in. And that's what happened. And yeah. t- I'm sorry, but the Christians are the good guys. <laughs> that's that's the worst part about it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, if you think about how the old timer, the squares, was judging those people, but in the New Testament, that's completely squash. Right? If you watch, if you read the Old Testament, it's one thing, but in the New Testament, Jesus did love. He went to all the people that needs help. He went to all the poor, right. he, the, the cripples and the people need help. and he himself did not ask for any money or nothing. and he just went and helped people. He accepted everybody. You know, he accepted prostitutes, where at right. the time in that Middle East culture, no one accepted prostitutes.
0: And- and, but one of, the, one of the disconnects between true. A true Christian understanding of that in the culture, is in the culture and the only way to love someone is to completely endorse everything that they do and believe and say. And that right. was not, that is not the message of Jesus. I mean, Jesus wasn't like you just go do your prostitute thing, you know, you're fine. Don't let anybody deny who you are. No. <laughs> you know, and neither and neither were the po- folks in this movie telling these kids, "Just keep doing your drugs. Just right. keep doing whatever you want and just come to church." And no, they weren't saying that. They were saying, "You're you're you're, you know, you're this is not the right lifestyle, but I'm not judging you. It's not you. It's right. the sin, and we're welcoming you. We're inviting you in." We're inviting right. you to an encounter and meet God, you know, who's going to take care of all that for you.
1: So I'm really looking forward. We're having another conversation with some pastors to see how their take on yeah. the movie, the movie, and the reality, <laughs> and, and the real story. So, on that note, go ahead.
0: There's okay. So the I, I mentioned you mentioned Wikipedia. There, do you remember the Challenger explosion? Yes. Space shuttle. So yes. when that happened, uh, the company I was working for, Morton Thiokol, was a customer. Okay. And Morton Thiokol were the manufacturer of the, the solid rocket boosters. Okay. Now, I wasn't involved with that customer. I had never been to the customer site or anything like that. But I you know, had an awareness. what so when the thing blew up, I mean, everybody at work was talking about it. So I pretty much followed the events then that happened. And not long ago, I decided to look something up related to it. Mm-hmm. And I found there's a um, physicist, a phys- uh, physics prof- professor, um, Richard Feynman. I don't okay. know if you've heard of him, but he's sort of famous. No. Anyway, NASA formed this investigative committee. And Richard Feynman was invited to become on the committee. And he was a big, you know, name. Well, if you go to his Wikipedia page, and I think the Challenger Wikipedia page, too, they tell you that Richard Feynman is the one who discovered that it was the O-rings that failed. Like, you know, he investigated, you know, he looked at all the situation, and then he discovered that these were the cause, and he did experimentation to prove it. And, you know, he was the hero of the day. Well. In reality, before they even launched, the engineers, scientists at Morton Thiokol called NASA and said, do not launch.
1: Okay. These
0: These O-rings have never been tested in these low temperatures. And we understand the properties of the O-rings and things. There's a risk of failure at a low temperature. so." Do not launch this rocket. I think the first time I think they held it, but they went ahead and ignored the manufacturer telling them not to launch, and they launched anyway, and the rocket blew up. So the manufacturer told them before it even – so after it blew up, it's not like they brought Richard Feynman in. In fact, the the Wikipedia pages will tell you everything I'm telling you, but they're deceptive in that they say – Richard Feynman discovered all this. But then they also tell you the manufacturer warned them before they even launched. Well, Richard Feynman wasn't even involved. So if you could invite anybody, you could ask me to come on that committee and I go, what happened? They say, well, they told us that we're going to fail. I'm like, well, let's look at those. (laughs) You don't have to be a genius to say we're going to look at those. They, they, They already knew. Feynman already knew what the failure mode was. All he did was run some experiments to, to prove it. That's all. Uh, so, that's- and again, Wikipedia is giving this guy credit where he doesn't really deserve it. So uh-huh. it's not, it, those things can't, aren't always accurate. I mean, but that's true about any reference you go to.
1: This was fun. I loved it. Yeah. yeah, this is great. I can't wait to see what Kerr said about the Holani Frisbee thing.
0: He might not even know. I mean, he may know, but I mean, you went to, you were, I don't know, somehow you heard about the gay angle and you looked it up. I didn't know.
1: Well, at the end of the movie, if you read everybody's what happened to them, it says Lonnie Silver died in 1993 and Chuck Smith Jr. died in 2012, 13 or 12. And I was like, wait, Lonnie's much younger. Why does he die so young? And then Randy's like, he probably died of AIDS. I'm like, oh, so when we were at lunch, I was like, oh my God, he had this, you know, it wasn't uh, mentioned in the movie. And I just thought that, so that's what Randy's was saying to me. He goes, well, you know, if they mentioned it, it's probably going to take away from the movie. So my argument is, but it's what happened. You know, maybe you should have mentioned it in
0: the movie. I mean, well, it's, I mean okay. Uh, so the truth is, yes, he was gay and he had that issue, but you don't know that, you know, it wasn't like everything's fine and dandy and they find out that he's gay. So they fire him. You yeah I mean, um, that's what hollywood would have done
1: that's what hollywood would have done yeah all right I well you. i gotta go but this was sherry. great i can't wait till all the shorts come out. Yeah. i think this is gonna be really great shorts you gotta make that shorts into the the the, the whole o-ring thing <laughs> oh, that's a good one i didn't know that
0: i'm gonna stop the recording hey great <laughs> conversation sherry <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to talk to you next week okay,
1: bye, i'll now. talk to you bye